Did you know that about $204.3 million was lost to crypto hacks, scams, and rug pulls in quarter two of 2023? And only $4.9 million was able to be recovered. Wow, that's really, really crazy. Now, when you go back to quarter one, as big as this figure, 204.3 million cents, it's kind of like good news because in quarter one of 2023, about $462.3 million was lost to crypto scams, hacks, and rock pools. Now, that was a crazy number. Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of your favorite Web3 podcast, Inside the Hive with Fizzy. Welcome to a brand new month of October and welcome to our first episode of quarter four and also our first episode of October. So if this is your first time actually like listening to us, I want to like welcome you to the Hive family, you know, do well to like check out our previous episodes. We currently did one with Tawal, uh, that was about the Selgo Tribe Club story and we found out that they were actually um, funded by the Selgo blockchain, above 30k dollars and I'm really, really sure they're going to make great use of that money in touching the lives of university students about Web3. So welcome to today's episode, guys. We're going to be having an up-close section with the Prosperity Truth Coalition token, and that is PTC. We're going to be having Peter, oh, sorry, we're going to be having Kelvin. Uh, Kelvin is the CEO of PTC. And, you know, just like every usual up-close session we get to have here, we're going to, like, you know, just get to know more about the team, get to know more about um, their projects, and you know, what they actually want to like do in the DeFi ecosystem. But before we get to have Kelvin, I'll just do a little bit introduction about what PTC really is. So PTC was, or how would I put it? Like, um, PTC was actually um, founded after um, PGV, which is Prosperity Gem Ventures. Um, it was a pro- well, um, rock pooled. That was when PTC actually started. And Kelvin was an investor, just like every other person that invested. Uh, PGV was actually um, funded around, um, started around November 2022. That was during the, you know, that was when was almost ending. And during mid-January of 2023, the CEO actually worked through the project and they, and he stole $60 million. Guys, $60 million was what was stolen. So Kelvin being a normal investor, uh, you know, just like everybody else, tried reaching out to the CEO with other community members, you know, in trying to like, get his refund back. And luckily, he was able to get um, his refund back. And he said it was around $12,000. And so he used that money, like starting a new project, to, like compensate people who actually um, lost funds, uh, you know, to like give them another chance for them to make money and be real investors. This is a very interesting episode. I really, really had fun with Kelvin and I got to know more about their project as well. And guess what, guys? I'm going to be giving out one of their NFTs, a Phoenix bed, right on my Twitter page. And that's after this episode is going to be released. So it's currently worth above $80. And you might want to take a chance to like, you know, snipe and win that um, nfc don't go anywhere guys we'll be right back after this short break but before i let you guys go i want to tell you guys thank you so much for supporting inside the hive but kindly 
turn on the notification button on your Spotify app and also give us a five-star rating and we love you. Hey there, guys, and welcome back from that short break. I'm glad to like see have you guys here with me. And like I said, guys, we're going to be having an up close section with the PTC team, and we have the CEO here with us, Kevin. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm doing quite fine, man. Um, how's the weather down there? Uh, the weather is all right. It's a little rainy here uh, in Massachusetts in the U.S., but you know, it's it's pretty fair. Okay, it's raining. I think uh, we had some kind of like a rainy weather today down here in Lagos. Sorry, in Aquaibum, you and Nigeria. Uh, okay, Kelvin, could you like just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm just a regular guy, uh, um, you know, like any other. And I got into DeFi and crypto in 2019. Um, you know, I learned a lot about it since, you know, like everyone, I had dealt with rugs and Ponzi's during, uh, especially during the Dow days. And um, uh, fast forward a little bit from that, um, I dealt with one particular project, which was PDV Prosperity Gem Ventures, uh, of which I was an investor and with a number of others. It was one of the largest uh, projects on Binance Smart Chain. it started in November, I believe, or a little bit before that of uh, 2022. And by Jan- mid-January, it had collapsed because it was a percent a day project. And um, the, the project owner, Manny Delgado, who is infamous now for the $60 million Ponzi scheme from that project, uh, he just Ooh. started doing delays and delays and delays and delays. So, so, and, so uh, it's like what you showed. Yeah, I started. Uh-huh. Sorry, sorry. You said you said it was sixty million dollars. Yeah, he stole sixty million dollars. Yes. Jeez. Yes, sir. That's that's really, really high. So you guys were like a very, very big um uh, project on BSC at that time. Well, no, I didn't have a project at that time. That 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 was that was his and I was just a regular investor with other oh. people. Okay. But um yeah, so PGV was a Ponzi and a scam and Manny's an asshole. But um, anyways, I started a server at the time called PTC. Now, at this time, it was not a project. It was just called Prosperity Truth Coalition because I was angry at Manny for lying to people. And we knew he was lying, right? He was making really dumb excuses that were easily provable as false. Um, And so, you know, at the time, it was just there. And, you know, I forced me to do a couple... um, AMAs with us and such and such. And fast forward, I was able to get my refund for myself. And a lot of people were angry about that. And they thought that I had used the community to to get it where that was not the case, right? I did not do it that way. That was not the intention. And to prove that that was not the intention, I took half of my refund. And to put that into perspective, I my refund was $12,000, right? With rewards, I got 12000 12, in USDT. So I took half of that. 
And I built PTC, the actual project with the token and all that. And because I had promised everybody, even while they were mad at me, that I was going to keep my promise to help them by by making the PTC token and making a project to as a recovery job. Hence the name PTC Prosperity Truth Coalition. It literally comes from the fact that we reclaimed the name from from what Manny did. You know, he doesn't get to to keep the prosperity moniker because he's he's a scammer. So we reclaimed it. And um, you know, so yeah, we we launched in March of of this year, 2023. And uh two months after that, we launched the staking system, which is custom. It's not proof of stake, it's proof of uh, folding POH. Very different consensus out um, model. And that's that's the gist of how the project started, roughly. Well, that's that's really amazing. Would you say you were the Robin Hood of PVC at that point in time? <laughs> huh? huh? I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. I mean, I'm, I'm asking like, would you say you were the Robin Hood of the PVC time? Who like you came to like rescue them and they didn't want to like you know they thought you were doubting or something like that? I'll say this: when I started the project, um, there were about 300 people in there who came over from PGV. They weren't particularly thrilled with me, right? But they were willing to give me a chance to prove my word to them right yeah so ptc did not launch with the regular circumstances of other projects there was no pre-sale for example right the token launched um i put the initial liquidity in out of pocket right and people were able to freely buy it at very cheap some people got billions of tokens for reference the max supply uh is 120 billion that's it um and so you know Everything that was done for the initial like month or two was out of pocket on my end. I paid for the developer Strix, who is a great guy. Um, I paid him sixteen hundred dollars to build the DAP, the staking contract, you know, uh, and everything for for the token. Um, I paid our, our a friend of mine, Pad, some money to build the. Um, who you know, you know, Pad. I paid him some money to build the Discord and make it secure and stuff, you know. So, like, literally everything came out of pocket. And I did that on purpose to prove a point to people that, like, I'm not here to screw you. I'm here to get your money back by helping you recoup your losses. And that's that's the main difference, right? And another project on, on, on DeFi, you would go there to make money, right? You're there to, to make profits in ptc we focus on helping people recoup losses so the mindset is very very different right and um we take that very seriously right i I, and like this is gonna sound like a marketing thing but it's not and if you listen to other amas or podcasts i've done in the past i i truly do mean this investors matter Okay, because these aren't just just money bags, right? These are people with lives and families and responsibilities and bills. And so it's egregiously unacceptable to not put their needs first, right? And um, that that's that's really that's really what we do. It's 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 a project to help people who have been screwed in DeFi make money back. 
and we've been doing that. Uh-huh. That's that's really, really amazing. I you know I kind of like find the name. It's PTC um Prosperity Trust Coalition. You know, it's like a very yes. it's a very strange name to me. You know, when you get to there about DeFi tokens, you you really don't think about uh something like that. And anybody or most people on the first instance would kind of like think it's some kind of meme token, and or except you get to like read more. You guys, white people. And all, and that's <laughs> really <laughs> you're laughing there. I'm, I'm really, really serious, like to be honest, though, you know, but it's all good now. Um, I want to ask you, Kevin, right now. So, mm-hmm. how many are you guys on the team at um PTC right now? So, the core team is three people it's myself, Pad, whom again you know, and then Lagara, who is our CFO, who is. Uh, a community he was originally an investor community member who came over from pgv so i knew him very well from there um you know he started out just as like a, a contributor he helped out with some reward he contributed some xrp to the rewards because um the staking system rewards people in bep 20 xrp rather than uh rewarding in the same token because if you're rewarding the same in your own token, that's just sell pressure being generated, which is bad. So we, uh, yeah. But anyways, yeah, Lagara, Pad, and myself, three people. Okay, okay. Are you guys like looking on, you know, getting more people on board? Or you guys are just you just cool with um, the three of you on the team right now? We're cool with three people right now. I mean, everybody has a role, and we all do our roles. We do have a couple uh, moderators, you know who are there just to help um you know they're they're not very active just because like there's you know they don't really have to do much we answer a lot of the questions you know sometimes they come on but um you know that's that's really uh that's really it for the team it's you know we don't really need a big team right now because the project isn't big enough to necessitate it once we expand yeah absolutely we'll hire more people Oh, that's that's really amazing. Now, you, there was something you made mention of when you were um, talking about PTC. You kind of made mention about um, investors really matters. You know, like um, these are real human beings and and all. And I wanted to ask: Do you think the beer market was what actually you know changed this kind of like um, psychological way of seeing investments in crypto? Because I remember back then during the bull run, there were crazy times when people were paying $180 for gas fees and they never gave shit about it. But right now, you know, everybody's so is so um inquisitive about their their investments. Would you say the beer market was one of those factors that made us, you know, start thinking like real human beings right now when it comes to crypto investments? I think I think the bear market was one. I think there were other extenuating circumstances. Like 2022 had a bunch of black swan events. We had FTX, uh, we had UST uh, collapse, right? We had all these things. And then towards the end of 2022 and then into the first couple months of 2023, we had a bunch of high profile rug pulls and, and Ponzi schemes collapse, right? And like PGV was just one of many, like you, you were saying $60 million. Whoa. But there were a bunch of other high profile uh, scam projects just like that, that also went belly up and they all went belly up 
within the span of a few months, right? Like one after another domino effect. And that caused the DeFi scene in general to basically shrink because a bunch of people left. And the people who didn't leave have become a lot more cautious, right? It's not enough anymore to just make a project uh, and and make a token and then market it to people. They're, they want to see a game plan. Okay, where are your revenue streams? You know? What do you got going on? What's 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 the mechanics like, right? So, you know, the scams, yeah, scam projects still exist, but like, you know, that it, it's harder now, which is a good thing because people are, are asking tougher questions. They want to yeah. see things, which is great. And that means the legitimate projects like ours or my other project, Warhaven, which is uh, associated with Warfi, which is one of the uh, biggest projects in DeFi right now, 22 months of, of positive gains um, in a row, never a uh, never a negative month, right? You know, great projects like that or PDC, those are going to shine more because as people realize that, you know, they they should only invest in projects with a game plan and revenue streams and 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 good mechanics. They'll come to these good projects because guess what? The bad projects, they're not going to make those game plans because they're not interested in long term. They're interested in scamming you, so they can't answer those questions. That's totally correct. Now you made mention about you um working with um there was what was the project you made mention of working with? You said this, you guys have been running the game for twenty two months. Uh, Warfi, okay, Warfi, okay. and and uh, my my other project is Warhaven, which is a sister project to uh, Warfi. Wow! So you kind of like had uh, let's say some bit of experience in running a project before you actually like kickstarted PTC. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would that would be correct. Yes, I mean War Warhaven started technically a little bit after ptc but it had been in the works for months before that right we we had already made the server we had already drawn up the plans um you know and worked and i even before that i had worked with uh the warfi team jason and coach and and all them for like months months before that all through 2022 and you know yeah, I have plenty of experience managing projects, you know, and just helping out in general. So, okay, that's 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 really nice because most of the times you get to see, um, it's not it's not even bad if you don't have a um experience. The fact is that you're still running your projects really really good, and you know, there's always a first time for everyone. And I had no idea like this was like your um this was I was thinking this was your first project, but now I know that you've worked with some kind of like top project. That's that's really, really amazing. Now let's um take a dive into your project, you know, your white paper. You guys actually made mention about a lower and fixed supply. I want to talk about you, you, the tokenomics of um, PTC. How was it distributed? Okay. How was it distributed after you launched? You know, you made mention of you trying to help some people recover their money. And, you know, I want to know how it all worked out when you launched the token. Okay. So when I launched the token originally, right, um, there was a, a, a split, obviously, the breakdown, right? So uh, I believe it was, roughly speaking, it was either 100 
out of the 120 billion or it was 90 billion i can't remember which uh, just off the top of my head um for for to be conserved we'll say it was 100 billion out of 120 billion uh went into the liquidity pool and the trading pair on pancake swap with bnb you know and then obviously it was it was public launch fair launch you know for people to trade and you know is what it is the other 20 billion or so right uh the rest was um primarily used for free airdrops and when i mean free i mean free no strings attached the only thing they had to do was make a ticket in the server right and say hey i'm here from pgv i'm a victim and i'd get their wallet and i'd send them uh it was uh it was a step down so at first it was 50 million ptc uh, for the first 50 people, then it was 5 million for like the next couple hundred people. And now we're at a point where we're doing 2.5 million, right? So yeah, free risk-free airdrops is what we call them because we want to, to show you that we're here to help you. So we give you a risk-free airdrop. So you get into the ecosystem without ever, hello? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I think I got rogue a little bit and I connected and I had no idea I muted my mic. <laughs> oh. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought we got disconnected. That's why I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At some point we got disconnected, but I had I connected back and I had no idea I muted my mic while trying to like, you know, get out my Wi-Fi to shut out the internet issues. But then, oh, okay. I I heard every stuff you said, and uh, you you made mention about you airdropping people, and we all know what what tends to happen whenever there's an airdrop. You know, people get to, like dump the token and all. How did you guys survive that crisis? Because I know lots of folks will, will be ready to dump when they, they got so, the airdrop. So yeah, there were there were people who did sell their airdrops, and there were people who didn't. Right, because at the time, right. Uh, we, we didn't have utility for the token yet. I had already told people because I, there was a game plan in place, right? You have to have a game plan. And I had told people we're going to do a custom staking system, right? But it has to be built first. At the time I had already hired Strix and he was already working on that. But like, you know, building the DAP, building the smart contract, testing both of those, yada, yada, yada. And we actually had to get an audit, too, because I insisted that we we get it audited to, to really show proof and hammer the point home that this is a legitimate project. <clears throat> so, you know, that that was a thing. So in the meantime, the tax was actually really high. Uh, it was 15 percent cumulative so i guess you could say it was um you know yeah uh, a mitigator if you will and to put that in perspective let's say you sold um you know uh, a bunch of tokens right you were gonna lose 15 percent of of your take right there and a lot of it, you know, uh, was and that was the way we protected the LP. And a good amount of of the percentage of that reflection uh, of the of the tax was in reflections back to holders. Okay. So you know, 
so we did that. I also, you know, used my own money to also uh, top up the liquidity pool as well, you know. And there was also just natural buy volume for marketing. I, I went very heavy on marketing early on to attract more people into the token. Um, by the time what you're thinking would have happened where, you know, the sell pressure would overtake all of the mitigators in marketing, we were able to launch POH staking and that created and cemented utility for the token. So at that point, you know, uh, there, there there was no need for any mitigators. The tax was lowered to 1% permanently and the tax will always be 1% now. That's it. 1% and tax on buys and 1% tax on sales. So cumulatively 2% tax, but half of, half of the tax, uh, half of the 1% on either end is reflections back to holders. So it's actually a very fair system. Well, um, uh, I I I would say like the the tax um mechanism like you guys introduced is really really nice, you know increasing the tax fee to fifteen percent. But whoa, that's that's kind of like high. <laughs> I know most yeah. people would still take the risk by selling their tokens because they actually wanted money at that point in time. Although, and they did. There were people who did, and that was fine. It was their choice. We never yeah. stopped anyone from selling. Right. That was never the intention. The intention, and we were very transparent about this, was that the tax needed to be high uh, in the absence of, of utility. Right. Yeah. And we had told them very early on, the moment the staking system goes online, the tax goes to 1%. And it did because there was at that point, there was no need to do LP mitigators. I wanted the token to be free market. And it has been free market ever since for many, many months. And, um, you know, nowadays, right, when I when I market PTC to people, right, I can say, let's say you buy PTC right now, okay? Uh, it's six zeros and like five, seven or something, right? And let's say somebody dumps on you in the community, right? And it goes all the way down to six zeros and like three, five, right? Okay, well, technically you're in loss, but here's the thing, you haven't sold, so that's good. Uh, and you can go stake your tokens in the staking system and earn back that 20 XRP. So in that case, you can say PTC equals XRP, and you can say it doesn't matter what the price of PTC is because you can ROI and eventually overtake uh, whatever the loss on your position is. And a lot of people like that. But there's also the other thing, right? Uh, the way POH staking goes, your tokens never leave your wallet. It's proof of holding, not proof of stake. I hate lock staking. Lock staking is antithetical to DeFi. Why, why should you be forced to lock up your tokens in a space that advertises itself as your keys, your crypto? You, you control your financial destiny. So proof of holding was a staking consensus algorithm me and um my team came up with to solve that we wanted people to have the ability to sell their tokens at any time even during the staking process now there is there is a caveat to that if you sell during the staking process you invalidate your staking validity and you don't get rewards at the end of the month 
No. Uh, oh, uh, sorry, so, sir, I caught you short. You said you guys stake um, your token and you guys in SRP. Uh, well, yep. I don't want to jump there right there. I just want to ask you a question right now. You've made mention about you, you know, putting money in this project, putting money in this project. Um, would you say you've actually taken out your capital work, like the money you used and starting it on the project? No. Oh, why? No. Because I don't get paid until investors get paid. Okay. So uh, is there like a example, time span? For example, I don't take a salary. It's, it would be unethical and egregious for uh to 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 take money right now. Okay. That is important. In fact, like the PTC that was in my personal wallet, and this like my personal wallet is docs, so people can go look at it. And we uh we do community auditing of treasury transactions as well. Um yeah, I gave away most of my PTC to to people. Like I wasn't doing uh the risk-free airdrops from the treasury. I was doing them for my personal wallet. So like my personal PTC holdings were diminishing and continued to diminish. And I think now like I have a hundred and like 30 million tokens left out of the 5 billion that I started with as, as my, as my, you know, uh, allocation. Right. And that was by design. Right. I was I didn't give myself five billion so I could dump on the community. I gave myself five billion so that the fifteen billion that the treasury started with would be, you know, safe and could be used for marketing and burns and stuff. That was the point. So, you know, yeah, I I fully intended and did give away basically all of my PTC to the community. Because it's not about me. It's not about me getting money. It's about them getting money. I put my money where my mouth is and my actions reflect my words. You know, so, that's why I say it's not a it's not a marketing thing to say investors matter. I, I actually stand by that. Well guys, we've actually found a very serious beauty right here. Uh <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of like you don't get to see most devs, you know, say like they don't get paid. You rarely get to see them say that. That's that's really true. And some of them, you know, they do take out funds in and the in in quotes they use it for marketing. But then we don't get to see any marketing at all. But then it's a regular thing. So big kudos to you, like you know, by standing by your words, by saying if the investors don't get paid, you don't see yourself getting paid. But uh, you guys uh, actually are. Uh, BSC. So how does the SRP you know, mechanism of staking, how does it correlate? I'm kind of like interested in learning about that. So POH staking is again a very it's a custom consensus model. Uh to explain it, let's start at the beginning. Let's say you you come in, right, and you buy some PTC. It's the middle of the month, okay? Because we do our our claiming and staking in the middle of the month, not the beginning or end of one. Uh, and that's that's on purpose anyways um so you would you would on the 14th of each month the uh claim portal would open for the previous uh cycle the previous month right so everyone would claim their bep 20 xrp and by bep 20 i mean binance pegged xrp because obviously real xrp is on the xrp ledger right the, the xrp chain 
Binance pegged XRP tokens is the official Binance backed pegged version of XRP on the Binance smart chain. And so we use BEP20 XRP as the reward token for, um, for our staking system. And that's also by design because we can now market and say, hey, PTC equals XRP. You can stake this this normally what you would consider a shit shit coin, right? Or shit token, PTC, and you will get an actual blue chip asset for doing it, right? And that's what's cool. So, anyways, you you stake on the uh, that you claim on the fourteenth, and, and uh, then twenty four hours later, claiming ends. And it rolls immediately into the staking window on the 15th. And so then you have 24 hours from the 15th into the 16th to stake, right? And then the staking window ends. Now you've staked. You determine your rewards. Well, I'm going to use the the elementary example I always use. Let's say there's a 1,000 tokens in the staking pool. And I put quotes there because, again, you, you're not locking up your tokens. Everything is done on the back end for calculations. A snapshot is taken when you stake, and that the number of the, your snapshot is used to, to contribute to the pool. So anyways, let's say there's a 1,000 tokens, quote-unquote, in the pool, and you staked 100 tokens, right? Well, then uh, your pool contribution percentage, your pool share, is 10% because you 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 have 10% in the total pool that dictates your rewards. So if there's a thousand dollars of XRP in the, in the contract for the rewards pool, then you get a hundred dollars because 10% of a thousand is a hundred. Make sense. Yeah. 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 It does. It does make sense. But why would you guys like put the staking till 30, like you said, 30 days. Why, why would you extend it 30 days? Why can't it be, you know, some kind of, 7, 14, or whether people could pick um, the number of days they would love to like stake their tokens? Uh, because proof of holding, can proof of holding work on a weekly basis? Yes. For me, however, I wanted it to be sustainable for the, for the project as well as the investors, because obviously if it's not sustained, the project's not sustaining itself. That puts investors at risk. And our revenue streams are not big enough to guarantee weekly rewards yet. To be honest, we we need at least a month in between the cycles so that we can guarantee that we have enough time to, to make revenue from our various revenue uh, streams to to put the rewards in the contract right the mere minimum for everybody to walk away in profit right and this is key here this this is the no loss philosophy and this is why a lot of people like the project is everybody has to win there has to be a hundred percent win for everybody now that doesn't mean everybody's going to make the same amount of money of course not it's pool contribution percentage but we have to make sure even if you're a single wallet stake or doing a minimum stake that you're going to walk away with at least like, you know, five bucks of, of XRP, right? Which is what it's 50 cents on our, so two and a half XRP, right? Now the guys at the top, you know, who are doing multi-wallet stakes and stuff, 
you know, yeah. maxed out. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make like seventy to hundred bucks, right? Big balling, which is a lot of money per month, right? Considering. Uh, but yeah, everybody has to win. So we had to make sure that we had enough time to reduce the rewards. So okay, okay, okay. I'm bad. Well, I, I, but I, I'm kind of like checking you guys' contract address right now and on deck screen, and I'm seeing some kind of um. This is what you say is has wipes. Do you guys get to like blacklist wallets on your tokens? Okay, so I want to say this. If you actually go and you look at the PTC token contract, yeah, the actual contract, you will see that there is no whitelist function. It doesn't exist. Okay. There is no mint function. There is no blacklist function. Don't take my word for it. It doesn't exist. Why? Because PTC token was forked from Everrise, which is an old token on BSC that that was actually extremely popular. And that's what I based PTC to, hence the reflection mechanic. Um and yeah, Everrise didn't have a whitelist. So why does it say whitelist on the main thing? That's because we have partner pairs, right? PTC token is, for example, paired with Zoin token and one token. Zoin to- token in particular has a whitelist function. So the reason it's saying that is because there is a pair that exists with another token that has a whitelist function and it doesn't differentiate between the two all it knows is that there's a whitelist function on one of those tokens so that reflects back on the other on the main uh liquidity pair on deck screener but no there is no whitelist function you can verify that very easily on chain on the on the token uh on bsc scan okay i think i think i just learned something you guys you know so it's not just because it's you guys, but because you guys are actually paired with those uh that token on because they actually white listed. It's reflecting on you guys. And is that what you meant? There are no uh functions on PTC token that uh are are she like that. I mean some people taxes yes tax than one percent. And we've we've made that clear. When it went to one percent month ago. And it did announce the contract. The only reason we have is in the event that there are any anything uh, partnerships we might do where we might might require uh, having the contract not be renounced, right? But to mitigate that, because a lot of people are like, okay, what's stopping you, Kevin, from editing the taxes? Well, the token contract was uh, ownership was given to the multi-sig, as yeah. was the staking contract, because uh, you know for a time it was just me managing everything. And mm-hmm. when the project was small, that was fine. Everybody knew who I was. But as the project grew, I had made it clear that we needed to go to a multi-sig. Nobody demanded we go to a multi-sig. Nobody said that in the community. I said it because I wanted to preempt anybody else saying it. So yeah, we moved to a multi-sig. So even if I wanted to raise the tax to a crazy amount, right? I can't because it's not just my decision. It's the decision between me, Ligara, and Pad. And, you know, I have no desire to raise the tax on PDC token, neither do they. It is exactly what it needs to be, and it does exactly what it needs to do. Bravo, so, bravo, Kelvin. Like, I, I like that part where you made mention of you, you saying you had to, like, bring forth um, the multi-sig talk before anyone could, like, bring it. Uh, that's you thinking, like, far ahead, you know. You don't want to give them doubts. 
you don't want to give them room for them to like doubt you. And I, I find it really interesting. But how many people are, you know, how many people have access to this multi-seek um, wallet or something like that? Uh, the three of us, that's it. The okay, three, three of you members. on the team. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. That's amazing. That's really interesting. So guys, if you've listened to this podcast at this point, I also want to take out like a few seconds to tell you guys, to give us a five-star rating on the Spotify app and also do well to turn on notifications so you get notified whenever we get to release a new episode. I'm still right here in the studio with Kelvin and we're taking a deep dive into what's um, prosperity on uh, the PTC token is all about. And I've been enjoying myself, but don't go nowhere. I'll be right back after this short break. I would get to talk about their NFTs and also a little bit about their community. Hello there. Okay. Glad to like have you guys back with us. Just like I said, guys, I'm still with Kelvin as a CEO of um PTC token. I've just, you know, taken a little dive into what PTC is all about. We all know like um they got created March. They're currently three who are on the core team right now. And you could as well stake their tokens and you know NXRP. Now I'm um, Kevin. I want to ask you guys. You guys have an NFT collection, uh, you know, um, on your ecosystem. Why really did you guys decide to like create NFTs, um, for PTC? So the NFTs was something we went back and forth on for a long time. Um, there's actually two collections, by the way. There's the free uh og nfts which were promised many many months ago when the project first started and they are free minus a burn fee which is in ptc and the only reason there's a burn fee was that was to help reduce the the uh the circulating supply thus helping price appreciation in the future and it's not much it was like forty thousand, i believe um and those are all pretty much minted out now they're they're done um it was only 200 of them. Uh, so then we get to the other one, um, which is the Phoenix collection. The Phoenix collection uh, are utility NFTs, and they're going to grant access to a number of different uh, passive income stuff that we're building, one of which is already out, PXAV2, which is our second token. And that does have some issues, but it is otherwise working as intended, and it's allowing our uh, Phoenix holders to already begin ROIing, which is exactly what we want. We want people beginning to ROI while they wait for the other passive income utilities to be built. Okay, are you done? I thought you you were like still talking. Oh no, no, I, I stopped because I wanted to. I I wanted to see if you had any questions. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you made mention you said though that like there are two collections one is 200 um collection that's um for ogs and uh, the other yeah. is a phoenix collection now what's the total supply for the phoenix collection the total supply for the phoenix collection is 800 uh the first 200 of them are 80 dollars. the remaining 600 thereafter are 120 dollars uh in bnb um 
the the first 200 uh were priced less for mostly for the uh people already in the the ecosystem in the community uh so that they could buy at a discounted price and additionally if they were holders of the OG NFT they got a 10% discount rebate so like you paid $80 so you would get $8 sent back to your wallet by no. us no so that was that was one of the perks of an OG NFT the other perk of an OG NFT is a automatic whitelist in you know in discounts and future stuff as well so like you know that the OG NFTs aren't really utility NFTs per se. They're more of a, a proof that you're an OG and you get, you know, supplemental stuff more or less. There is going to be one passive income utility tied to the OGs, but it, it's, it's more of just a, a collectible that proves you were there from the beginning and, you know, stuff like that. Now, when you say uh, the collection was meant for OGs, was it like people who are trying to join the community like when it was really, really early and was was the main thing like free or they had to pay some amount of money as well? You're talking about the OGs? Yeah, or... the OGs. NFTs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the OG NFTs were tied to um, uh, a snapshot we did of the token holders. So like it, you had to have held PTC any amount, uh, but I, the original snapshot was April 19th, 2023. So way earlier in the year. Um, after we minted out, I think it was like the first like 50 of them. Uh, we updated the whitelist to be more, um more recent than than that and that pretty much allowed them to to very quickly mint out you know obviously we left about 20 i believe that that the treasury took and we've been giving those out one by one as people have come you know so uh all in all very okay. successful on, on that mint. The the Phoenix NFT mint is going all right. We've minted 80 so far. Um <clears throat> we definitely need to do a bit more marketing on them, and we are working on that. We're working with another project willing to help us out with that. The the thing is, right, uh, you know, <clears throat> people need to know a little bit more info before you know they're willing to jump in because like everybody who was going to get one in the ecosystem has gotten one or multiple right and so now the hard part is marketing the nfts to people outside the ecosystem well are there any ecosystem you're like looking to like you know bridge into if you want to like get more people to come aboard are you thinking of solana avalanche you know phantom what ecosystem are you thinking about as far as as far as other chains, there's really only one. That'd be the le- the XRP ledger. Um, you know, the, there are core two core tenets of the PTC project. The first is that we are a project that helps rug victims, kind of like me and you talked about in part one. The second core tenet is demonstrating a strong connection to XRP. Hence, like the staking system rewards people. And XRP, our other token, PXAV2, which acts as a uh, one passive income uh, revenue for the NFT holders, that has a <clears throat> liquidity pool pairing with XRP. Uh, you know, we're we're really focused on that aspect, demonstrating a strong connection to XRP. And so, 
in the future, yes, PTC will be redeployed on XRP. That doesn't mean the Binance chain will be depreciated. My my goal is to have both exist in tandem, right? <clears throat> Whether or not PTC will go to other uh, chains like Solana, maybe. But I do know this. Like, let's say you get wrapped PTC on Solana, right? There won't be staking on Solana. I want the the core systems, the staking systems, to only exist on the Binance Smart Chain and the XRP Ledger. That's it. So, like, you can trade the wrapped version on another chain, but to to truly interact with what the 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 project is offering, you'd have to go to BSC or in the future um, XRP Ledger. Oh, XRP. You you know, it's kind of like. I don't really get to see most projects building on XRP right now. Is it because of the current um case they have at court or I don't know why, but I rarely find the like new project like building on XRP is mostly BSC, Avalanche, Ethereum, and you know, all this modern chain like that. And that's really, really cool. But what's your take on this XRP case right now? Well, the case is done, actually. Uh it's it finished up uh, a little bit ago. I mean, yeah, the the SEC is doing their 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 final settlement, I guess, with Ripple. But Ripple won the case like handily. Um, so that that was big cause for celebration. But like, well, you have to consider we started POH staking with XRP as the reward months ago, early in the year. Uh, and at that point, right, sentiment on XRP was actually somewhat negative or bearish, right? And we still chose XRP. Why? Because XRP is an ISO 20020 uh, coin for the World Economic Forum's um, plans on banking and digital assets. It's literally listed prominently as one of the core assets. There are others like XLM, um, you know, IOTA and stuff, but XRP is one of the top core assets. And we see that, right? Uh, banks in the UK are, are, are testing it. Um, it's being tested for use here in the US. Japan, literally, this is like like days old news. Japan has said that they're uh, going to be um, accepting XRP as as currency, right? And their banks are going to be using it. Uh, you know, so like XRP is going to be used. The ledger is going to be used um, for a lot of things, and it makes sense. XRP is designed to be a hyper fast like four seconds per transaction settlement of really low gas fee coin. And it does exactly that, you know, and, and I like it. It has a future. Right. And the biggest thing about, okay, well, that's all great. But like the biggest core reason, why did you choose it as a reward? Right. I mean, because it has a future and I know the price will appreciate, in the future i wanted to choose that so that as to force people to adopt xrp through the reward system and so long as they heed our general advice from the project to the investor to to hold the xrp right yeah they'll make they'll make money 
in the long term because XRP is slated to hit a couple dollars, you know, in the near future. It's like 50 cents right now. So like if you spend a year, you know, staking PTC and incrementally earning XRP, right? And it goes from 50 cents to, I don't know, $5, right? You just made a lot of money. So is this is this some financial advice, Kelvin? I don't ever give uh, financial <laughs> advice, you know, just as a rule, you know. But I'll say this, right? Our, our system is designed to be safe. It's designed to be one of the most pro-investor systems imaginable. It's designed to minimize risk and maximize um, flexibility and investor choice, which is why like your PTC tokens, again, stay in your wallet. You can choose to sell at any time. You could choose to sell immediately after staking, right? And the only consequence is you forfeit your staking rewards during the cycle. And that's, you know, that's the beauty of, of, of proof of hold. But um, yeah, it's, it's uh, we're actually looking at another thing is to uh, bring proof of hold to other projects in the space. Right. That's that's something we're going to be doing in the future. Proof of hold as a service, if you will, because I hate lock staking and I want proof of hold to replace it wholesale. Yeah, you made mention of that earlier. But um, this uh, mechanism you mentioned about, are there any kind of like top projects that are actually using proof of hold right now? Hmm? I said um, this mechanism, you know, you guys are not using the proof proof of stake mechanism you guys actually was um, using proof of hold now are there yes. any um you know top projects in the crypto space right now that are using this mechanism no not currently um proof of hold is like i said it's 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 very new we we came up with it so um there are similar systems like i know solana technically has a a a thing like that right where your tokens don't leave your wallet but it's not proof of hold the only similarity to between what Solana's doing and what we're doing is that the tokens don't leave your wallet but there are various other other things that make up proof of holding like for example the reward system right on Solana it's a fixed APY I believe it's like five percent or something don't quote me on that but yeah I'm not too familiar with Solana but you know it is a fixed APY as I understand it which is dumb because if you contribute uh more in staking than I do why should you be locked to the same reward percentage as me that's that's the core of what makes proof of holding different from proof of stake as well is the more you contribute to the staking pool the higher your your reward your yield rate for the month will be and that is is uh what what makes our system so much better and more appealing to investors the more skin you have in the game the better your rewards are so if you don't have much money, you're not going to make that much um, rewards no. from staking. No, but you'll win. You'll still make money. Like there are <laughs> guys, there there are guys who are doing min wallet stakes. Uh, we talked about that in part one a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, and a min wallet staker is going to make about five dollars of XRP every month. Not going to set the world on fire. That's only like two and a half XRP. But like, hey, 
let's say you only did that. You did two and a half XRP uh, every month for a year. Because I want to illustrate a point right now. 2.5 times 12 is 30. Okay, so 30 XRP. We're going to times that by five for $5. Uh, okay, so 30 coins at $5 is 150 bucks. So, yeah, so at with the current price of XRP at 50 cents and the current price of PTC being six zeros and then, um, you know, uh, five or six five, after, after five, that eight, five six, five six. yeah five eight thank you um that's you can literally get into the staking for extremely cheap and then earn a blue chip asset off of that for nothing for next to nothing when you when you look at the actual roi like time to roi it's extremely fast which is why a lot of people like it. Like even we've had people in chat as a recent say, it's actually really good. Like it beats out some stocks on the traditional stock market just because of the, the price of PTC right now versus how much XRP you can actually get depending on your pool contribution percentage. Oh, I think it's, it's really, really, uh, like, it's very, very interesting seeing that you guys are actually thinking about your projects, investors for the long term, you know, you guys, like you just made mention, you are staking to end a blue chip project. XRP is going to be big. Yeah. And I think I remember that when you said, um, they actually won the case here, yeah, that was when the XRP actually pumped like um, 0 0.9 cents, 0 0.8 cents late this year. Yeah. That was, that was, that was really true. And uh, XRP is, I think at that point in time, people were saying um, the bull market was back or we're going to see the bull market after that court case. Were you, were, you, were you among those people that were kind of like bullish after that time? I'm sorry, what was the, that question? Um, I said, I, I said, I was trying to like tell you, like you made mention that the court case actually ended and I was like, yes, it ended. I remember like when it ended, we saw a pump in XRP. I think it pumped like yeah. 0 0.9 cents or something like that. Uh, yep. at some point in time, a lot of people were saying the bull market was back, like XRP was here and we're going no. to see. <laughs> no, well, you, I you know, know, I knew. I knew XRP was going to dump back to 50 cents because it has to correction. Obviously the support line at 90 cents was never sustainable. You know, uh, I know a lot of people don't know about how trading works and, you know, people hear support line and resistance and they don't know these terms, but suffice to say in layman's terms, the reason why an asset usually dumps after experiencing huge pump is because the amount of money in daily trading from all you know participants required to uh to sustain that new much much higher pumped price uh is not sustainable based on 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 what's actually happening participation right so you know like when bitcoin did its massive drive up to like sixty nine thousand dollars right and then it dumped way back down the reason was because the amount of money the sheer volume required to sustain sixty nine thousand dollars just wasn't there right 
we'll get there in the future sure but it just wasn't there and that's that's the same thing with xrp at 90 cents the the money required to hold 90 cents was was never there and so it it uh you know went back it corrected yeah support and resistance you know you guys if you want to trade the financial market these are simple terminologies that you need to like know and understand and but 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 kelvin looking at the fact that you actually started this project um let's say you started this project by march and this is um the end of september what really would you say has been the challenges in handling the affairs of your project I would say marketing and I would say getting uh, getting investors engaged. You know, engagement is a big part of, of, of the business, right? And we also see this in like my other project, Warhaven, which we're working on too. You know, um, I often use the term participant rather than investor. And there's a, there's a good reason for that, right? Because there's a big difference. A participant is an investor who's going to engage with your systems on a daily or weekly basis, right? You'll, you'll see them in chat. You'll see them using, using whatever services you have, you know, um, you know, they might engage with you on social media, right? That's a participant. You want participants, an investor is fly by night. They're they're usually degen or lurkers, right? And that's fine, right? It's not necessarily a negative to have lurkers or degens in your project. You might even want a couple of them, but you don't want your project to just be those types of people because they don't engage with your project the same way a participant will. They're not there for that. They're not there for the community. They're not there for the hype. They're not there for the marketing. They're not there for any of that. They're there to make money as quickly, as humanly as possible, and then exit and be gone to the next project. So, you know, you you really have to... to uh, you have to work hard and and that's one of the things we've been having a challenge with is is getting engagement up and bringing in new people to the project to to be those participants right because a lot of the guys right now we have are i wouldn't say they they're degens you know they're they've been here a number of months but they're not really uh keen on the participation, the engagement part. So it's a challenge to get them engaged, right? You know, you, but that's that's the the thing, right? When you talk about engagement, value proposition comes into play. People value their time and they value their money. Uh, so you really have to ask yourself, okay, what can I do that would, would get somebody to say, yeah, I will invest my time and or my money into that instead of whatever else right so value proposition pr plays a huge role and as does marketing but yeah that's that's our that's our biggest um our biggest challenge currently so your biggest challenge is um, engagement like you know having everyone quite active on your social channels on your discord on your twitter uh, yeah. is that is that what you mean yes correct 
Okay, so do you guys you guys have moderators on the team, right? How often do you guys your moderators? How often are they active on the charts? They're not that active, but they don't <laughs> need to be because uh, we usually answer most of the questions. Me, Pad, and Lagara, and that's fine, right? The the mods need to be active when we grow, and they understand that. I've spoken to the mods; they they understand that the 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 plan is is long term rather than short term, and they're not completely inactive. I I think I said this in part one. They they come by and they'll say hi once or twice a week and check in with the community and stuff. So they 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 are paying attention, right? Um, you know, the biggest the biggest thing about marketing for me is I'm not interested in artificial, right? Uh, a lot of projects will will pay these these third party paid marketers and they'll shill your project. And I don't mean shill it in a good way. I mean they'll do mass unsolicited DMs to people shilling your project to them. And that's terrible. It looks awful. Your project gets a bad reputation from that because people don't like being spammed. Nobody likes being spammed. Um, so, you know, uh, I, we, we usually try to do organic approach to marketing, you know, yeah. try to, to, to get people to join by, by connections or, you know, social media and stuff. Um, like yeah. most recently, an example, Aviate Finance, it just rugged, right? Uh, one of the moderators from Aviate reached out to me and he asked, hey, could I send uh, some of our, our investors over to you guys? We know you help rug victims. And we're like, absolutely. And we processed a bunch of... Um, uh, risk-free airdrops of PDC tokens to all of the Aviate guys who came in, and you know some of them even bought PTC on top of their their airdrops in preparation for the uh, the staking window at the time. So you know that that was uh, in the middle of this month, just before the, the 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 new staking started. But yeah, so that that's an example of like the type of organic marketing we do. Well. So guys, if you guys are actually looking for a place, a community for rug the victim, PTC is one of those places where you know you could come back and make back what you lost. And I've really heard a lot about the team. I've heard a lot about their token as well and their NFTs. You have I I love those Phoenix. You know, when Pad sent me a, a picture of one, I was like, damn, bro, this is this is really, really cool. Uh I I I thought they were always uh they were uh, minted out already, but I'm just finding out. Like you said, it's just eighty at about eight hundred. That's ten percent, right? Yes, yes, sir. And the current price right now is um, what was it again? Uh, so the first two hundred are eighty dollars a BNB, and then the remaining six hundred thereafter are hundred and twenty. So eighty have been minted at eighty dollars so far. That means uh one hundred and twenty remain at the eighty dollar price point. Okay, guys. So you still have an opportunity for you to get in on this discount before it's out. If you want to get a cool Phoenix NFT from the PTC team. You guys should go check them out. They're going to drop their socials just before we end the podcast. Um, so I'm um, Calvin. Um, what social media channels um is your community mostly active on? Is it Telegram, Twitter, Discord? Um, we have a Twitter. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel that we post some stuff to. Okay. Um, 
there is a TikTok that uh, we don't post too too much to. There is a couple things on it, uh, but the most the one we're most active on would be Twitter and 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 the Discord, obviously, which is the main hub. We do have a Telegram too as well, but that's mostly just for announcements. There's no real chat for investors on it. And that's because I'm not a big fan of Telegram. I know there's a lot more investors on Telegram, but Telegram, I just have had bad experiences with Telegram, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, you, we, have, uh, you have some PTSD. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So, I just, uh, we just decided we'll, we'll have a Telegram just for announcements. And if people want to come actually have conversations, you know, the Discord is, is, is there for that. Oh, Sorry, uh, phone call. Get them back in a minute. Um, yeah. So we're Discord, we're just yeah, and Twitter, and, yeah, yep. Okay, and uh, and YouTube to a lesser extent, but yeah, that's uh, that's where we're we're mostly focused. Um, what was I gonna say? The <laughs> the NFTs. I wanted to end off on this real quick. What people can expect from the NFTs, because I, I do want people to listen to this, is obviously we're going to have PXA. It might There might be changes to PXA because the difference between the two tokens, PTC is a, a deflationary token meant to stake and earn XRP. PXA V2 is a day trading token meant to be built as a platform for for stuff that we're building later right so like the very two very different tokens very different approaches but anyways pxa we're gonna have a btcb faucet or wrapped bitcoin faucet for um nft holders we're gonna have a basket of assets which is basically just gonna be um an instant portfolio for nft holders that's coming in the future and lastly we're gonna have um prosperity bitcoin which is going to be a simulated mining token i'm not going to go into the detail of that too much just because it's very complicated but safe to say uh access window for that is guaranteed for the nft holders so at four there's going to be four passive income things that we're going to come out with and pxa is already out so you can already begin to roi you'll get reflections claimable in the dap just from the trading volume on pxa uh most nft holders have already said they've made like 10 to 20 bucks in xrp uh so they're already well on their way to ROIing. um the the next thing will be the faucet then the basket of assets and then lastly will be prosperity bitcoin which is the most complicated but yeah those are those are the the utilities and the passive income uh, opportunities you can expect from the Phoenix NFTs. There you go, guys. The um, Kelvin just dropped an alpha, 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 alpha for the Phoenix NFTs, and also a strategy for you to make some money back. Uh, I think I like the concept of staking the XRP. Just like I said, some people have actually started staking and they've made between 15 to 20 bucks. So think about it in the long term. You're making money, you still have your PTC token and you're definitely earning some blue chip token, which is SRP. I'm really, really bullish on PTC. And big kudos to your team, Kelvin. Um, really, really supportive of you guys. And just before I let you go, I just want to make a little request for the Hive community. Could there be any chance of, of us getting like um a Phoenix bed, like a giveaway 
from the PTC team? Uh, yeah, we can certainly do um, a giveaway. We can uh, we can absolutely do that. Okay, okay, guys. I just gave, I just got you guys a chance to win one of these amazing Phoenix NFTs and also make money and earn some SRP, just like um PTC is actually intending rewarding their investors. So before I let you go, Kevin, um, could you drop your social media handles just in case people want to connect and reach out to you guys, and you know they could know where to reach out to. Uh yeah sure so um our Twitter handle is uh PTC token okay just at PTC token um and on the on the Twitter you will find a link to the Discord there's always at least one link to the Discord there um that uh either that or the Discord are good ways to reach us if you have questions comments concerned or proposals of any kind yeah you have it guys. Check out their, tw- um, their Twitter handle and there's a link to the Discord so you guys can reach out and ask your questions. And if you want to follow us on our Twitter page, it's at inside D hive, like D, the letter D, not T-H-E. And you could also follow me on Twitter at that underscore techie boy. A huge thanks to the PTC team for making it to my podcast. A huge thank you to everyone who's listening to this point in time. Do well to give us a five-star rating and also... Turn on the notification button so you get notified whenever there's a new podcast. I wish you well, Kevin, and I'm definitely rooting for you guys. So it's like, home your way next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for having us. Good luck to the Hive community. Uh, give away one, one Phoenix NFT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to give out the Phoenix NFT. So you guys should turn on notification on the Twitter so you will not miss out on this. 